here we go. Welcome to the Nine Rap Fantasy Football Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back in to the Nine Route Fantasy Football Podcast. Pat and Scott are here. Uh, we're winding down week two. Got a couple games coming up shortly uh, as we record. Uh, Buffalo, Tennessee, and uh, our hometown Philadelphia Eagles are a home opener against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, so you got a nice little Doubleheader Monday Night Football to end week two. Speaking of Minnesota, Pat, you are in the belly of the beast right now. You aren't uh, recording from home. You're in your, what, second week in in Minnesota, correct? Uh, I'm actually in Wisconsin, um, oh. which is right next to Minnesota. So we're close. Just as uh, bad. This yeah. is actually Packer country, so I think there's going to be just as many people here rooting against uh, the Vikings, as I will be rooting for the Eagles, which would be nice. So it's it's kind of like uh, the enemy of my enemy is also my friend type thing. So so it'll be good. Uh, hopefully, I with all the work I have to do for this class, hopefully I will be able to uh, enjoy some of that game. Luckily, it's the the later of the two games start. So hopefully, I'll get all my my studying and stuff like that done and prepping uh, before the game kicks off tonight. At well, I guess it's is it nine nine thirty or eight thirty Eastern, right? So. Yeah, it'll be, be seven thirty here, so a couple hours still. Yeah, uh, again, I'm I'm looking at the the clock here. I got about six thirteen, so for the sake of an hour or so, uh, I believe game one starts, and then I think yeah, about an hour hour and a half into it um, is when the second game goes. So definitely, uh, again, like you said, uh, I thought I, I guess Green Bay. I was thinking of Minnesota because um, you know Minnesota beat them so bad last week in week <laughs> one. Uh, maybe it was just you know a little shell shock, just like Aaron Rodgers, but. Uh, now he was back to uh, you know back to his old self and uh, definitely showed his ownership card uh, last night against the Chicago Bears. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a uh, that was a whooping. The, the Packers just they they unfortunately treat the Bears like they're they're redheaded stepchildren. And and I and I did have Rodgers as my sit this week, which I'm I'm still kind of standing behind. He had a decent game, but uh, fantasy wise, didn't put up a ton of points. I did think that they were gonna. Lean a little bit more on the running game this this week against uh, the Bears, and and I figured they'd probably be ahead because the Bears' offense looked, uh, you know, and we kind of expected coming into the season that they'd be pretty miserable. So I kind of thought Green Bay would get out to a lead, and and they did, and then they kind of, you know, handed the ball off a ton, and uh, you know, just kind of let their running backs salt the game away and and kind of run the clock out. And both of those, both of their running backs, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, both have pretty good games last night. So. I stand by the Aaron Rodgers call. He he didn't throw a bunch of picks or, uh, you know, look silly out there. But uh, if you were counting on him to to win you a fantasy game, I don't. I, I wouldn't say that he did that. No, no, it was it was the Aaron Jones show. Uh, he contributed definitely, and their defense looked pretty good. Um, but again, they were playing the Bears. But no, I would say you were uh, finding a way to wiggle out of losing that sit. I, I, I like that you just <laughs> sold that very well. Uh, you know, using AA Ron as a, a cushion there. Um, speaking of, obviously, you know, starts and sits. Uh, we're going to talk a little waiver wire. Um, I think first off, we're probably going to look to get into our unfortunate news um, yeah. injury. Always lead off with the bad stuff so that you can. This is a, a common theme in life. If you lead with the bad stuff, then what they remember you for is the good stuff on the end. So uh, we'll talk about some some unfortunate injuries first, and uh, then we'll get into our uh, you know some guys to maybe pick up to to replace some of these injured players. 
Time for the news. So, first injury, um, again, uh, definitely the, the elephant in the room. Now, I was not high on this gentleman coming into the season, Pat. I believe you were. Um, again, not splitting hairs. Dog. <laughs> not, uh, not splitting hairs by any stretch. Trey Lance, season-ending ankle injury yesterday, goes out and call it what you will, but the 49ers decided to hang on to Jimmy G. You know, some people question that and thought it would divide a locker room. But at the end of the day, probably one of the smarter moves that John Lynch has made as GM to hang on to him. Not a fan, but at the same time to see Trey Lance go down that way, you know, it's one thing if you succeed or fail. I uh, had a tough week one, a lot of weather involved in that. Regardless, uh, to see him go out this way, it, it does stink. Uh, it does look like it's going to be wait till 2023 for Trey Lance. Yeah, and it's unfortunate for him because he's already coming into the league with uh, you know, not playing as many college games as some of the other guys that were drafted in the first round two years ago. And then he sits, obviously, the first year, you know, Jimmy G leads the Niners to the NFC Championship game. And then he finally does get his chance to start. Doesn't even get two full games in before he's gone for the season. So I do feel bad for, for him as a person. Like you said, I was high on him coming into the season. I had him in a lot of leagues, probably mostly had Trey Lance on my team. So I'm going to be scrambling and taking some of my own advice here when we get into our waiver wires and picking up some guys. Next injury to another quarterback that we saw on Thursday night, Justin Herbert. Saw him come back and you know, finish that game with, uh, you know, what looked like broken ribs. I mean, he looked like he was in a lot of pain, uh, really earned some, I think I tweeted out uh, during the game that he really earned a lot of respect around the league. Not that he didn't have it already, but when you come back in and play in a state that he was in where he was obviously in extreme pain, a lot of respect for, for Justin Herbert. Unfortunately, couldn't lead them back to win that game. Um, but it doesn't look like as, as of right now, there's still, you know, we're still early in the week to, uh, keep him out of any games. This is going to be more of a pain management thing moving forward. So, um, for Herbert, if you have him on your team, I would say grab, uh, another quarterback just to be safe. But I don't think that, uh, you know, I don't think that the chargers are planning on sitting Herbert. I think he's going to continue to start and unless something happens to, to worsen this injury throughout the season, which, you know, was always a possibility mid game, which is a little scary, but you know, I think if you, if you spent a high draft pick on Herbert, which you probably did, if, if you have him on your roster, uh, he's probably a guy that you have to start until, you know, until they say that he's, he's not going to start for the team. Next up, Jerry Judy. They were talking about a little bit of a shoulder issue. Uh, it sounds like he's going to be okay. Uh, preliminary stuff just looks like, again, football injury concepts aside, he's going to be okay. Uh, there weren't uh, any major issues, shoulder, ribs, any cartilage damage or anything like that uh, from initial tests. You know, see how it goes through the week. Obviously, today is Monday for us. Come Wednesdays when they start to get a little more legit, you might see him show up as a questionable down the road. Right now, that Denver offense is still trying to, you know, feel itself out. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But I, I don't expect him to be an issue moving on. Obviously, through the week, you want to monitor that and just see if they dial him back to the doubtfuls and, and things like that. But uh, definitely a field stretcher. And I liked him a little bit more than Sutton. Yeah, we also have an injury to Dalton Schultz. It looks like looks like a PCL injury. It's not torn. He's not going to require it's not going to require any surgery or anything like that. Um, looks like just a, a strain or a sprain. Uh, but if you remember last year, Zeke had a very similar 
similar injury and uh, it probably contributed a little bit to his lack of explosiveness. Now, Schultz isn't one of those guys who relies on his athletic ability to, you know, beat like take the top off a of defense and like beat a guy deep or whatever. He's kind of more their underneath guy. He's more of a catch and fall type of guy. So it, it shouldn't have too much of an impact on his fantasy performance. You know, maybe it causes him to, to come out of some games early, maybe not play as many plays. So uh, I definitely am going to downgrade uh, my my opinion of Schultz as, as far as a fantasy asset moving forward. Um, but I don't think he's a guy, if you have him on your roster, I don't think you necessarily have to go out and find a replacement for him. But I do think that, you know, you should probably, again, just like if you have Justin Herbert, if you roster Dal Dalton Schultz, you should probably pick up a backup just in case the injury gets worse or just in case, you know, moving forward next week. Um, you know, he maybe plays, you know, less snaps and they try to get somebody else. James Conner um, took a little bit of a knock and had to go get checked out during the Arizona Las Vegas game. Uh, turns out, you know, a little bit of an ankle injury. Um, for those of you that are familiar with James Conner, he is fairly indestructible. Um, you know, this guy beat cancer, amongst other things, and God love you for that. And from his Pittsburgh days, was always getting banged up. He's a hard runner. Um, unless he's going to miss time, he's going to play. He's a gamer. He he just really does it. Uh, they said throughout the game he was back on the sideline um, in uniform if needed, but I think they held him out. They were trying to just uh, manage that and see how the game went, and obviously they they played a little, little comeback, and, and Arizona was able to take that game at the end. So it sounds like he's going to be a you know your typical day-to-day, -day, uh, probably sit during practices, don't look at that too crazy. Wouldn't hurt to look at the, you know, the Daryl Williams, the Eno Benjamins of the world, just to be safe. Uh, again, if he gets beat up too much, yeah, he might have to miss a game or two. Uh, but nothing, no surgery, nothing crazy like that. So I think James Conner uh, should still be solid for you, again, on that level. And, and he does a little bit pass catching as well as the running for that offense. And last but not least, a non-injury game that's going to be missed here for Mike Evans of Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, I'm sure if you watched football or watched anything football related over the last day and a half uh you would have seen the uh the brawl that broke out between the bucks and the saints uh evans did receive a one game suspension for his part in uh in that fight and it was a, it was a pretty pretty aggressive shove i wouldn't it wasn't a punch it wasn't you know anything like that but it definitely could have caused some injury to marshawn Lattimore. um didn't I? You know, at least I don't believe it did. But uh, you know, the NFL they, they try to crack down on sportsmanship and and you know not having stuff like this happen. So unfortunately, uh, you know, Mike Evans gets gets the boot for a game. All right, that's it for our injuries slash suspensions. Uh, I think we're gonna jump into our week three waiver wire. Uh, give you a list of some players that if you do have one of these injured players or. Uh, you know, maybe you have a little uh, trepidation on any of these guys that you maybe just don't want to put them in your lineup, uh, at least for the for the next week. Uh, we got a couple of options here for you at each position. Some guys that you can pick up to, you know, take their place or, or bolster your roster. Now, understand that all of these players that we suggest on the waiver wire are not obviously going to be available in every league. But we do a little bit of research, obviously, before we sit down and, and talk on this podcast. And uh, most of these players are available in at least 50% of leagues um, throughout NFL.com, ESPN, Sleeper, and Yahoo, uh, which is sort of like the four main platforms that people play on. So uh, without further ado, we, uh, let's jump into the waiver wire for week three. Weekly waiver. 
we're looking at Garrett Wilson, rookie. Uh, had a very nice game on Sunday. Uh, Joe Flacco has been leading the New York Jets, led them to a comeback win against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, 22 targets so far leading the New York Jets. Uh, obviously, Elijah Moore, um, you know, Braxton Berrios, uh, Corey Davis, a um, couple different players there that that are considered to be, uh, you know, decent when it comes to that. Um, to see him step up and basically, you know, eight catches on 14 targets, 102 yards and two touchdowns. He looks like the player that they thought he was going to be. You know, obviously he was a first round draft pick. Elijah Moore has been their guy for the sake of a season or so, but it definitely goes to show if you have a true NFL quarterback there, what can happen? He's a guy right now that I think if you don't have him on your roster, again, a lot of dynasty, it's not even a question he's already taken. But basic redraft leagues, uh, 8, 10, 12 team rosters, things like that. He's floating around out there. Uh, I guarantee you he's better than probably half your bench, let alone, you know, just the wide receiving core. Look to stock up right now. That offense looks like they have some potential. Again, uh, they they did lose week one, but but after this game in week two, uh, wins and losses count in the NFL. Points, uh, yardage, performance, they count in fantasy football. And to see numbers like this happening right now and to see him be the lead dog in that offense – uh, that's a wide receiver one on an NFL football team. That means that that gentleman has to be rostered on your team, regardless of what happens. Another guy who's been dominating in the first two weeks of the season is Curtis Samuel for uh, the Washington Commanders. Leads the team with 20 targets, 15 receptions, and 133 yards, and is second on the team with two touchdowns in the season. Jahan Dotson has three. Uh, but Samuel seems to be the guy that Carson Wentz is looking for. Uh, if you remember... Uh, you know, before the season, we talked a little bit about uh, I talked a little bit about Terry McLaurin and how I wasn't high on him coming into the season because I know the Carson Wentz is sort of like a uh, an over the middle. You know, he, he's he's the quarterback that made Zach Ertz, uh, you know, a, a household name in fantasy football. Curtis Samuel seems to be taking that that Zach Ertz type of role is getting peppered with targets. Wentz is just looking for him. Curtis Samuel has always been a talented guy. He just, the, the past two seasons, he's had some injury issues that have kind of, you know, kept him out of games and dropped off of our radar, frankly. I mean, if you remember when he was in Carolina with DJ Moore, I mean, he was, he was being drafted a few years ago, at, you know, in the top 25, 30 at the wide receiver position, because he was, he was showing in Carolina that he had the skill to, you know, make plays after the catch. He had, you know, the ability to to get some rushes and, uh, you know, be used as a running back here and there. He was kind of the the mini uh, Debo Samuel for that team. So uh, he's a super talented guy, and it looks like, you know, obviously Carson Wentz is noticing that talent and looking for him early and often in these football games. So uh, Curtis Samuel is a guy that you definitely want to go out and grab if he's available in your league. Uh, again, especially if you have, you know, Mike Evans or, you know, maybe you're, you're worried about whether Jerry Judy is going to play or not, and you have those guys on your roster. Next up, uh, Raheem Mostert um, had a pretty solid game. Obviously, pretty much everybody on uh, pretty much everybody on the Miami Dolphins <laughs> roster on offense had a pretty solid game fantasy football-wise the other day. Uh, you know, to see him be the guy that, you know, had been banged up here or there throughout his career, but to see him come across as – you know, the, the potential RB1. Right now, Chase Edmonds really hasn't been getting it done. 11 carries, 51 yards, 
it is nice for the running for Raheem Mostert. Uh, he also balanced out three catches for 28 yards. Uh, meanwhile, Edmonds just seemed a little, a little underwhelming. Now, whether it's scheming, uh, Raheem Mostert did play uh, in San Francisco. I, I got to assume that the current head coach was a part of that team, so probably has an idea of what what goes on uh, in his head and, and what kind of a runner he is. So at the end of the day, not surprising. Um, I think it's more surprising to a lot of other people, perhaps, because you know Chase Edmonds had had a nice – Nice run with Arizona. It was the premier free agent signing. Mostert was there as a depth piece, uh, but definitely looks to be probably the better running back currently on on that roster. So at the end of the day, I think if if that's the case, he's the guy that you really you really want to look to roster uh, if he's available. Uh, he should be in most leagues. So Raheem Mostert, uh, get him on your bench. Uh, he's got flex appeal and. Uh, the way that offense looks right now, uh, that's what you want. Yeah, I think he actually got the start this week too, which was surprising. And then, you know, the most usage. And I thought that it could possibly be because they were down so much um, and, mm. and they kind of needed a more explosive player, which, you know, most of it's kind of known for his his ability to hit the home run. He's he's one of those guys where, you know, he catches the catches a good seam and, and just can kind of fly through the defense and, and put up a – you know, put a six on the board real quick. So um, I'm interested to see moving forward how that split goes, but I, I definitely agree. Uh, I think Mostert is definitely worth rostering just based on the fact that if he becomes the number one running back there, like full-time uh, in that offense, which we saw obviously can can put points on the board quickly. Um, I think 28 of them or, or, or so in the, in the fourth quarter alone. Yeah, Mostert's a guy that you definitely want to have on your roster. Uh you know, in the event that he sort of takes over the the lion's share of the work there in Miami. Another guy getting a lion's share of the work is Jacoby Myers for the New England Patriots. He leads the team with 19 targets in two games. Uh, Myers is, you know, one of those guys who, you know, he just, he's, he's like a Deontay Johnson light. He just gets peppered with targets and, uh, you know, he makes a lot of catches and he doesn't generally, you know, get a ton of yards, score a lot of touchdowns. But if you're in a PPR league, uh, he's definitely worth uh, adding to your roster if he's available. And, you know, I'm not saying that you should drop, you know, anybody to pick up Jacoby Myers. I don't think he's that high of a priority. But if you're looking for a wide receiver who, you know, is going to get you some some guaranteed catches and some looks every week and, you know, the opportunity at least for a touchdown because, you know, as we know, the more targets you get, the more opportunity that, you know, those targets happen to be in the end zone or that you break a tackle and end up in the end zone. So, you know, Myers, like I said, not known for the for his touchdowns, but definitely known for, um, you know, receiving a lot of uh, attention from from Mac Jones, at least in the last two years. So uh, if, My if Myers is available, I definitely suggest uh, picking him up and throwing him on the end of your bench. Next up, uh, we're going to talk about another Washington commander. Um, yeah, that team's legit. Uh, Carson Wentz, uh, we're going to talk about him in a second, too. They're a passing offense, folks. Um, they are legit. And Jahan Dotson, uh, rookie out of Penn State, uh, four catches, 59 yards, and a touchdown. He's got three touchdowns in his first two NFL games uh, in the red zone. He is a force to be reckoned with so far. Um, if you're looking around and going, wait, what? what are we talking about? Yeah, nobody's been used to Washington being relevant outside of 
Antonio Gibson and a tight end here or there, you know, Logan Thomas, stuff like that over the last couple of seasons. But right now they look to be real. Uh, Terry McLaurin is a legit wide receiver. And it looks like that offense is starting to come into its own. Um, this team has been winning games in the past few years on defense. They gave up 36 to the vaunted Detroit Lions offense. Uh, and I joke, but right now they look legit too. Uh, 2022 could just be that year for the NFL to flip over. Who knows? Um, right now, uh, he's still available in, in a lot of leagues. Again, dynasty-wise, yeah, he's long gone. Uh, some people may have already picked up on the concepts of, you know, again, targets, touches, things like that. But for those of you that are, you know, a little just uh, unsure or would never think to look to Washington for offensive weapons, Jahan Dotson right now is a guy you definitely want to have on your bench. If your team's a little questionable, uh, you got to look at the matchups week to week. He seems like a player. Uh, and again, we're only in week two, but he could end up being one of the steals of the draft. A lot of people felt that way, but, you know, people laughed him all because he went to Washington, Carson Wentz. Uh, he could be a guy on your roster, Jahan Dotson. I would say if you have the spot, pick him up. Uh, speaking of the Washington Commanders, still feels weird to say that, but uh, like you just mentioned, we are going to talk about Carson Wentz. He's a guy that you can and probably should add, especially a guy that I'll be looking to add in a lot of my leagues this week uh, with that devastating Trey Lance injury. But so far, Carson Wentz has looked really good. Um, you know, still throwing a couple picks here and there, like he does. He's, he's kind of been. Uh, known for for throwing an interception or two, especially the, the terrible timing. But so far, 87 pass attempts in two games, which is third in the NFL. Uh, 650 yards so far and seven touchdowns, which is tied for first in the league. Uh, like you said, with these weapons, with Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, with uh, Terry McLaurin out there, uh, he's got weapons. And and I think we saw, you know, the last time we saw Carson Wentz really excel was in that year that the eagles won the super bowl unfortunately wentz didn't get to lead them to that super bowl that was uh you know the beloved nick Foles. but wentz had a great season i mean he was in the if you remember he was in the mvp running that season and they had weapons they had pass catchers on that team and that's the year that you know i mean had wentz played the entire season he would have probably thrown for well over four thousand yards i think he had i I'm not looking at the stats off the top of my head, but I want to say he had somewhere in the neighborhood of like 33 touchdowns that season. And that was in 13 games. So, yep. you know, was, was that right? 33, 33 and seven. Yep. Yeah. So, um, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that I could recall that off the top of my head. Uh, but anyway, Cause um, we're Eagles fans. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's Nobody true. forgets the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's that, especially when you only have one. So yeah, go ahead and, and pick up Carson Wentz again. If you're looking for a, a backup quarterback, if you're looking for, um, a guy who, you know, may honestly be a starter. I mean, I think right now, fantasy points wise, I think he's either number two or number three in the league again, depending on your scoring system and how many points you get for touchdowns and, and things like that. But I think in, in most of the leagues that, that we play in, which are, uh, six point passing touchdown leagues, Wentz is up there in, in the top three, uh, as far as fantasy points, uh, for quarterback. So, uh, you know, not saying he's definitely going to stay there, but, if you got an opportunity to grab him now and he does stay there and does continue to put up top 10 numbers, he's definitely worth a, a roster spot and a potential start in good situations. Yeah. Speaking of depth pieces, uh, Josh Palmer is also on our list of, of potential ads uh, this week for the waiver wire, eight targets uh, in Keenan Allen's absence Thursday night uh, went four catches for 30 yards and a touchdown on those eight targets. 
caught the uh, the final touchdown of the game that that Herbert threw with, uh, you know, while he was in pain, which you know is just it's still it still kind of blows my mind that that guys can can go out there and do that. But uh, yeah, I mean Palmer's a guy who you know you're maybe not starting every week, uh, but if if Keenan Allen continues, you know what he had last week was you know what's typical Keenan Allen a soft tissue injury uh, I think it was a hamstring um you know that's the kind of stuff that Keenan Allen has battled throughout his early part of his career kind of kind of got away from that injury prone tag for a little while but uh if he misses any more time or if Mike Williams misses time or any of the pieces on that offense uh Josh Palmer is is one of those guys who immediately becomes a, a fantasy uh viable option for your team so Go ahead and, uh, you know, again, if you have roster space, I think some of the guys we're talking about now as far as like maybe from like Daryl Williams, uh, Josh Palmer, and the next couple guys we're going to talk about. These are guys that, that you can add, um, you know, if you have space, if, if you know, maybe, you know, one of the guys that you drafted you thought was going to do something um, really isn't doing anything for your team. These are guys that you can use to sort of replace those players on on the end of your bench and, and maybe get a little bit more production later on the season if you need it. And if you're looking to add to your bench, hell, hell this guy could start for you right now. Uh, Greg Dorch, um, I know, I said the same thing. Who? Uh, <laughs> first week was 7 for 9, 63 uh, with, with no touchdowns. This week, 4 for 4, 55, uh, one touchdown. So, in our league of record right now, uh, Greg Dorch is wide receiver 22 going into the Monday night games. Uh, he's 11 catches on 13 targets, 118 yards, and a touchdown. Again, he's a top 25, at least in our league of record, with you know maybe certain performance bonuses aside. Uh, he's a top 25 wide receiver right now. Does this continue uh, after Kyler Murray builds a rapport with Hollywood Brown? Does it continue when DeAndre Hopkins comes back? Uh Remains to be seen uh, with a little, little question mark injury wise, perhaps in the backfield. Uh, I think the wide receiving core comes into a little bit of a forefront. And this is a guy right now, you could start him in your flex at the rate he's going and not really worried about it. Our defense is going to look to key on him sooner than later. Perhaps if he can beat coverages and get open and get you 10 points a game, that's not bad out of your flex. Greg Dorch right now. Love the guy. Uh, got you in most of my leagues, and I am looking to get him on my bench as soon as possible, let alone in my starting lineup. Uh, the last guy that we're going to mention here for waiver wire pickups is an oldie but a goodie. Good old Joe Flacco. He is currently QB6 in our league of record. He's actually first in the league in pass attempts, third in yards, and third in touchdown passes. Led the Jets to uh, an amazing comeback win against the Browns yesterday uh, through the game-winning touchdown to Garrett Wilson, who was also on our waiver wire pickups. I mean, looks like the Jets are – they're finally starting to put it together a little bit. I'm not saying that just because they won the game, but um, they had two pretty decent offensive weeks. They're still struggling on defense. I mean, they gave up 31 to the Cleveland Browns, who you know are not the most – uh, you know, they don't have the most offensive firepower in the league by any means, but, uh, you know, offensively, the, I guess the, the way the Jets are going to roll is, uh, you know, hey, we're going to have to probably outscore some of these teams. And I think in fantasy football, that's a, that's an advantage. I mean, when you look at some of the great, um, you know, fantasy producers over the last few years, a lot of these guys come from offenses 
that have to play either catch up or have to play fast and trade, you know, scores with the other team because their defense is not all of all, all that great. So, uh, you know, I, I would try to, if I was, I, I am in a lot of leagues that I am trying to get my hand, I'm actively trying to get my hands on some jets players. I am a little worried that when Zach Wilson gets back from his injury, um, if he is reinserted into the starting lineup, that may slow things down a little bit because he doesn't seem to be quite, the decision maker that Joe Flacco is with all of his, you know, years of experience. But, um, you know, it it doesn't change the fact that the Jets are going to probably be down, probably need to score and probably be throwing the ball uh, a ton, even with Wilson. So, you know, I think if if Flacco continues to do a good job, he's a guy that you can put into your starting lineup uh, with confidence for the next few weeks, at least until Wilson gets back. And then at that point, you make a decision on, you know, where you want to go from there, um, you know, maybe make a trade or, or pick somebody else up off of the uh, the waiver wire. All right, that's it for our waiver wire edition for week three. For this edition of the Nine Route Fantasy Football Podcast, uh, we are going to hit our start sits later on in the week for you guys. If you have any questions for the show, please feel free to look us up on socials. We are at Twitter. At the nine route one, Scott is at Scott from Delco. Uh, you can also check our website for uh, information and episodes. So if you want to listen to this episode again, uh, you can do that from our website, which is www.thenineroutefffb.com. Or if you have any questions for the show or questions for us individually, you can email them to us at the nine route FFB at gmail.com. Uh, Moving forward, we're going to probably try to do two episodes a week rather than throwing everything in at once. Uh, doing the start sits is, is great. It's fun. We, we enjoy doing it. Uh, but doing it on a Monday when all of the games haven't finished yet uh, sometimes gets a little bit difficult. So uh, we're going to try to change the format around a little bit, do our start sits in a separate episode, release that a little bit later in the week. Um, so, again, if, uh, if you're looking for our start sits, make sure that you – Click the little plus up in the corner, follow the show, and uh, that way you can uh, automatically download each episode of our podcast and listen to it at your leisure. Scott, do you uh, do you have anything that you want to throw out there before we go? Well, as always, uh, we want to say hello to our friend uh, in friend of the show, Mickey's Pub, Mickey's Portacol Pub uh, down there in Tuckerton. Uh, we appreciate you guys, uh, you know, being big supporters and, and enjoying listening to the show. Uh, all the members of our fantasy leagues that support and listen, uh, please keep giving shares and likes and and whatnot. Um, again, listen to Pat. Don't listen to me. Uh, you know, all kidding aside. Uh, but no, we definitely do. Uh, we do appreciate everybody's support, and we do. Uh, we don't. We do look forward to interacting with you. Give us some questions. Uh, you know, whether you're questioning our calls or you just want to know what's the what's the best direction to head in going into week three, week four, down the road into the playoffs. Uh, that's why we do this. We have a lot of fun doing it and we enjoy it a lot. Uh, so we are looking forward to that. And again, but our friend at Mickey's, we do appreciate it. And for everybody else out there, we will talk to you soon with some start sits going into week three. Peace.